0: she's been wandering
1: we going down to the riverside
2: welcome to cheese underground radio i'm Jeannie carpenter thanks so much for joining us today we talk cheese curds fresh cheese curds and why they've become a cultural phenomenon in Wisconsin. we'll talk with a master cheesemaker whose company makes 26000 pounds of fresh curd a week to supply stores and restaurants across the state and we'll learn the science behind what makes a fresh cheese curd squeak. Stay with us.
0: I'm going down with my sweet Monica To the river's edge of the Pachytonica My guitar on my back and my harmonica We're all going down to the
2: Pachytonica
1: Did you know You can make fresh, squeaky cheddar cheese curds right in your own kitchen. This episode of Cheese Underground Radio is brought to you by Get Culture Incorporated, the home for hobby cheesemakers and a source of ingredients and equipment to make homemade cheese, yogurt, kefir, buttermilk, and more. Visit the Get Culture store in Madison, Wisconsin, or shop the store online at getculture.com.
2: Friday fish fries, jello salads, beer, and brats. These are all foods that scream Wisconsin. But is there anything that defines America's Dairyland better than a squeaky, fresh cheese curd? Travel the state from north to south, east to west, and you're likely to find half-pound bags of fresh cheese curds on the counter of every gas station and grocery store from Madison to Manaqua. Of the state's 129 cheese plants, at least 45 factories make and sell fresh squeaky cheese curds at least one day a week. That's right. Only in Wisconsin is it likely that the average person knows on which days and at which factories they can buy fresh cheese curds right out of the vat. And perhaps nobody knows fresh curds better than Bob Wills, master cheesemaker and owner of Cedar Grove Cheese and Plain and Clock Shadow Creamery in Milwaukee. Last week, I sat down with Bob at a picnic table outside his office at the Cedar Grove Cheese Plant to talk curds.
3: So, yeah, we make cheese curds um, at least four days a week at, at Cedar Grove Cheese, and Close to that now in in Milwaukee, at Clock Shadow Creamery as well, and um, they and and we it's it determines everything in our schedule for production because our goal is to get cheese curds out into the market as fast as possible while they are still squeaky and fresh, and so we have trucks here at seven o'clock in the morning that we start loading. Um, curds on the trucks and get them sending out, sent out to stores.
2: And those are curds that have been made that Yeah, that and day. so in
3: order to do that, we have to start our production at, at, as early as 10 o'clock at night and make, make them overnight because we'll have usually two or three complete vats of curd um, going out the door. So. Wow.
2: That's a lot of squeaky curds.
3: Yeah, we, you know, I've estimated we're making in the in the summer months we're making around twenty six thousand pounds a week of cheese curds that are just being shipped as curd.
2: Like many Wisconsin cheese factories, Cedar Grove Cheese also sells fresh curds right from the factory, and even overnight ships cheese curds to folks experiencing a cheese curd crisis. Do you, do you have people coming to here to the retail store to get curds like at a certain day of? certain time of day do they know that they'll be ready a certain time of day or
3: um we usually have some people who are showing up early in the morning um they, there are always curds bagged by the time the store opens which at this time of year is about eight in the morning and um and it you know it varies by by day of the week and season and and everything else how how desperate they are for the fresh curds but, and then we have people from all over the country who um, will will call us up and say that they're having a cheese curd crisis and that there's no fresh cheese curds available in most parts of the country, so um, we will overnight cheese curds to them at, at exorbitant shipping cost, um, but they really don't care because they need their cheese curds.
2: Cheese curd crisis. Yeah. yeah that's That's awesome.
3: Yeah.
2: Well, it's... It's great though that those people know that cheese curds are supposed to squeak um, even I mean growing up in Wisconsin, my parents would buy the cheese curds like in the little deli plastic container, and you know we'd eat them for have them with dinner or for a snack, and they never squeaked because God only knows how old they were by then
3: yeah, so. you know it's it's unfortunate in some respects that. Um, That there are people who are putting cheese curds into the market that are are not fresh, that are vacuum packed, that are gas flushed or whatever, and you know we've been asked by some companies in the past even to make those into into package these gas flushed cheese curds that they then put a two month cheese a a two month shelf life on, and the consumers look at and go, oh look, this must be fresh. It's got a month and a half left on Mm -hmm. it. On the shelf life but they don't realize that the product shouldn't be on the shelf for a, a week let alone for a month so. right. um, and and so the squeakiness um you know we can we can determine to some degree um how quickly the squeakiness goes away but but there's no cheese making technology that will enable you to keep it for more than a week
2: yeah, I mean even a week is long. Even a
3: week is long. I mean typically within three to four days it will be gone and and it, refrigeration will um will take away the squeak and sometimes if you if it's if it's a young enough cheese and you microwave you can um, you know, for about five ten seconds just to warm it up you can get the squeak back.
2: Mhm. Yeah, I know that um like the the milk marking board puts that out if you you know, to get the squeak back, put in the microwave, and I always tell people, I'm like, you know, screw that, just move to Wisconsin <laughs> and buy the fresh cheese curds because there's nothing, there's nothing comparable to a fresh cheese curd out of the vat.
3: Um, right. There
2: just isn't. I mean, I was so I grew up here. I was 21. No, was I 21? I'm looking at Uriah here because the first um, fresh cheese curd out of the vat I had was when I was dating Uriah and he um, lives lived in Wisconsin Rapids, and, which, and the Rudolph cheese plant is just north of there, the yep. Wisconsin Dairy State Cheese. And he took me there, and I'm like, oh, this is like cheese heaven. And they had curds right out of the vat, so they were warm, had never been refrigerated, and we bought a bag, and so we're eating them in the car back to on the way to his mom's house, and I'm, I'm like, these are cheese curds? They were They were warm, they were yep. salty, they were yep. fluffy, they were amazing, and I ate the entire bag between the cheese factory and his mom's house. And then I got introduced to my future mother-in-law by throwing it up in her bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> but
3: um, bless that's her heart. Not, that's she's... not a typical reaction, <laughs> no. you know.
2: Well, but I think I ate, like, I ate, like, a pound of cheese curds in 15 minutes. Yeah. So,
3: it, You yeah. know. You know, it's funny because... Um, well, it's one of the things I think they're fixing in the, in the new nutrition guidelines, but they consider an ounce to, of cheese to be a serving. and An ounce? That's and, not very much. And nobody will sit down and eat one ounce of cheese curds. That's like three curds or something. Yeah, and please. You can't do that. Um, but, but we did decide when we reduced the size of our packages from a pound to 12 ounces that we were probably doing a public service. <laughs>
2: Well, you're doing me a favor, that's for sure, because <laughs> I tend to eat the entire package, no matter the size. Well, because you know that the, it, tomorrow it's not going to taste the same, so you've yeah. got to enjoy it now. Yeah. So what exactly makes a fresh cheese curd squeak? For the answer, we turned to an expert.
0: I'm Pat Palowski. I'm a graduate student studying under the direction of Paul Kinstead at the University of Vermont.
2: Pat is also the author of Cheese Science Toolkit and writes weekly cheese science-related posts on his website, cheesescience.org. And while he's currently studying in Vermont, until recently, he worked in Wisconsin at the Center for Dairy Research in Madison. I email him weekly, lobbying him to return, but until then, we talk on the phone. And this week, I caught him right after class in Vermont good fresh cheese curds should squeak and tell me why
0: sure thing so you'll need two main things going on in a cheese curd to make sure it squeaks you'll need calcium which acts as the glue to hold the structure together and then you'll need an actual intact structure itself intact protein and those two things combined you'll get a cheese that squeaks in the case of cheese curd uh, as it gets older, acids produce, you lose some of that calcium glue, the structure softens, or if it gets really old, the protein breaks down itself, and then it loses its structure, and you won't get the squeak that way either.
2: So does it have anything to do with um, the enamel on our teeth?
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess if from a functional point of view, that squeak is the friction of that cheese protein rubbing against your teeth.
2: And the reason I ask that is because... Um, I once was doing a demo of fresh cheese curds at a grocery store, and they they just been made that day. And I had uh, several older folks eating them and complaining they didn't squeak. And it turns out that they had they had false teeth, they had dentures. Um, and I thought that was I would never thought of that before. Like, wow, I got to eat a lot of fresh cheese curds while I still have teeth.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like goals. That's- that's fantastic yeah i never I never would have thought of something like that that's that's a whole new area of research we need to look into now,
2: <laughs> so what happens if you don't live in Wisconsin and you have no other choice but to buy cheese curds from a grocery store? Fear not, there is still hope. Pat says, yeah, so people always want to say, well, how so if a cheese curd doesn't squeak, how do I get it to squeak again is there Is there any way to make that happen from a scientific point of view
0: you You can with some Precautions. Once a cheese curd, cheese curd rather. Once a cheese curd gets too old, there's nothing you can do. But if you catch it within the first week or two, you put it 15 seconds low power in the microwave. You may get that squeak back again to at least a little bit of a degree.
2: And then, so then, you, and why is that?
0: That's a very good question. That still needs to be understood oh. further. But it it has something to do with what's called a hydrophobic effect on proteins, probably. And when you heat up proteins and the water they contain, their structure changes, it tightens, firms up a little bit. But you take that too far, it'll just melt. So there's definitely a sweet spot of the timing in the microwave, and if it gets too old, no, no microwave's going to do anything.
2: Yeah, so, uh, so I, always, I always tell folks, really, your, your best option is to move to Wisconsin so you can eat them fresh every day.
0: I think that should be part of the tourism board of Wisconsin's.
2: So why aren't fresh cheese curds found so prevalently in other states? Well, it turns out it's because most Wisconsin cheddar plants still make cheddar the old-fashioned way, by cheddaring curd, which naturally lends itself to finding a way to sell them quickly for cash flow.
3: You know, if you're talking about cheese curds, you need to talk about why they're in Wisconsin and not everywhere else. Yes. And um, it really has to do with with the cheddar... Into being done the traditional way with the cheddaring process where we mat and stack and turn and flip and everything else, the, the slabs of curd and then run them through a mill. Um, and so the cheddaring process ironically is designed to make a cheese for aging and so you get, it's like kneading bread, you want to get the oxygen out of there, you want to get the, the excess water out of it and, and, and make the product um, uniform and, and dry and then we turn around and turn it into a product that we sell instantly. So
2: <laughs> that is kind but, of ironic.
3: But um, so you know people growing up in Wisconsin there when there were 2600 cheese factories here everybody was near a factory that or a lot of people were near a factory where they could go over and their brother would be making cheese curds inside and they'd pass them out the window at lunch to the little kids and and so we you know we developed this tradition of cheese curds here um, now, with so much of the cheese being mechanically made and going into you know 640-pound blocks and stuff, a lot of that cheddaring process is is being skipped. Um, so there's a relative, and we're down to 150 factories in the state now. Or new companies, I think, making cheese. So so a lot of that um, of that availability is is reduced, and there are only. You know, a limited number of those who specialize in doing proper cheese curds.
2: Mm-hmm. Ooh, proper cheese curds.
3: Well, so there's all these, like, Munster and Brick and, you know, <sighs> bogus cheese curds in the market now.
2: <laughs> Which, I, had a, I had a Gouda cheese curd from Iowa over the weekend. It, it wasn't great. <laughs> I'm it, not
3: gonna, yeah. yeah, I mean, basically, those are cheeses where the cheese is made, and then they chop it up into small pieces and call it curds. But it's it, it doesn't have that same texture. It doesn't right. have the density. It's it, it's um, it, you know, when the whole cheddaring process stretches those curds and, and and makes them smooth, and the other the other cheeses are made to be curdy and in mm-hmm. small curd pieces, and they don't have that same. To me, they're just not right.
2: But cheesemakers in Wisconsin don't just make fresh cheese curds because they're popular. They also do so because it's a valuable source of cash flow that can finance a seller of aged artisan cheese. So, so you're making 26,000 pounds of cheese curds a week, and you're known for cheese curds, but Cedar Grove is also known for some really good aged cheeses. Um, tell, me, tell me what the, that cash flow of cheese curds... Allows you to do, kind of on the back end of your company. Yeah, I
3: mean it allows us to keep paying those, the bills um, while we're aging a lot of cheese. So we've got, we've got two and a half million dollars or more in storage of the cheese at cost right now, and um, you know part of that's the bank and part of it is cheese curds it's, mm-hmm. <laughs> that makes that possible. But um, but it, it's also the same process. So you know by making by making the cheese curds in a way that they're that the cheese could be aged. Um, we can take whatever, cur- whatever cheese in that vat isn't going to go to curd and we can put it into our aging program and know that it's going to sure. develop well. And so that gives us the ability to make efficient size batches while we have varying amounts of curd orders. <coughs> I mean, the challenge for, for cheese curds is that the stores and every everybody wants to order them like the day before that we make them right so we have orders coming in till four o'clock in the afternoon and we're going to start production on those curds at 10 o'clock at night and so we so in order to have the right amount of milk we have to be able to do that sort of balancing between um, the production that's going to go into curd and the production that's going to go into other items
2: If you're interested in learning more about cheese curds and why they squeak, be sure to check out my blog, cheeseunderground.com. Our program today was produced with the help of Uriah Carpenter, who, like Bob, prefers a variety of cheese curds.
3: Sometimes I want a little curd, sometimes I want a big curd, sometimes I want a white curd, sometimes I want a yellow curd, so I'll blend them together.
2: Our theme music was composed and performed by Point Five, one of my favorite local bands out of Mineral Point, Wisconsin. So that's it for today. Thanks for joining us. Next week, I'll be talking with two cheese experts, Master Cheesemaker Chris Raleigh and Dr. Mark Johnson from the Center for Dairy Research. The topic? Something new called candied cheddar. Until then, you can keep up with me on cheeseunderground.com or on
1: Twitter at CheeseGeek. Have a great week. Did you know you can make fresh, squeaky cheddar cheese curds right in your own kitchen? This episode of Cheese Underground Radio is brought to you by Get Culture Incorporated, the home for hobby cheesemakers and a source of ingredients and equipment to make homemade cheese, yogurt, kefir, buttermilk, and more. Visit the Get Culture store in Madison, Wisconsin, or shop the store online at getculture.com. All
2: right. Anything else that we should know about the, the science of cheese curds?
0: I'm hesitant to say it because they might earn me some enemies in the cheese, wor- cheese curd world, but you could always freeze them to prolong the squeak. What? That's, I know. It's, uh, yeah. it's blasphemy, I know. But <laughs> some people, you know, you're in the middle of Nebraska, you don't have many options, maybe. You're down on your luck, and you've tried everything else, and it's a last resort. But yeah, if you can get them frozen within the first couple of days, that'll basically lock in the squeak for for a little while at least, to earn you some time. You can thaw them out overnight, and they should still sweep.